Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Original Series Season 2 Episode 1, it's called A Mock Time. Full spoilers for the episode as always. Hey, Season 2. We, we finally made it. Uh, yeah, I, I got I got to put Season 1 box set back in the shelf, finally, and take out the Season 2 box set. That was a really nice... It's, it's nice only one. taken, yeah, six or seven months. Yes, so... <laughs> Um, so we're on season two, a mock time. So before we even get to the plot of the episode, a couple of things I want to point out that have changed in season one. New well, music. Yes. The opening titles in particular have got a new. Well, obviously it's the same basic themes, but uh, new recordings. A little bit of a singer going over the, uh, the the main bit of the theme. Yeah, the original the original version of the theme had lyrics. Did it? Yeah. Have you have you never heard it? No, was it never Strange. used? No, no, it was never used. Okay. But they, 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 when it was written, it had lyrics, and they've got a recording of it. Yeah. It's strange. But this version compared to season one, there's like a sort of singer, not doing lyrics, just sort, yeah, of, yeah. Uh, sort of humming the song along, basically. Um, and it, but even before it got to that, I noticed it was different. Like, I feel like a richer like brass during the, you know, the, the sort of the classic intro section of it. Um, Clearly season one did well, so they gave him some, some money to... To do a better, it. yeah, do a better yeah. version. Uh, even the music during the episode, I feel like it was a lot of new little bits and pieces and stuff that we hadn't heard before. So yeah, been a long time since we've had new music, really, hasn't it? Yeah, so didn't notice that. Um, and of course, the other big change here is that uh, Chekhov is uh, finally made an appearance. Yeah, on the show. I'd forgotten that was this episode. I was like, oh, check so, out. So did I. It was just, it, it cut to the, it's like, you didn't even see him at first. You just heard uh, Kirk say, eh, Mr. Chekhov, do do this. And I'm like, oh, hi, Chekhov. And then sure enough, there he is with his, uh, his slightly more ridiculous hair compared to his later uh, appearances. But uh, It's very, it's very Beatles. Yes. Um, so, no, so nice to see Chekhov. I will say, actually, in terms of just sort of overall differences as well from season one, there was a couple of little things that I felt like season one wouldn't have done that season two, or at least in this episode, I mean, maybe it won't be different for the rest of the season, but um, for example, there was like a, a gag at one point where Uhura gets told that they might have to change course again, or at least she gets told to contact their, their superior, and it, it cuts to Chekhov and uh, Cilio. Cilio on the on the bridge, and, and uh, Chekhov goes to Shiloh and is like, surely not, not again, because they've already changed course like three or four times, and Shiloh is just like, may want to plot the, the course just, just in case. Um, yeah. And I felt like season one never did cutaways to like the other characters like this. It didn't actually, now that you mention it. Because it, it felt so different to do this, to, like, to cut to two other main characters for a joke, and then cut back to you know Kirk, Spock and McCoy, which was the main thrust of the plot mm. in this episode. So... I thought that was interesting, and even later on, when uh, they actually get the the superior, whoever, whoever his rank is, uh, they you actually see him on the screen talking to Kirk. And I felt like season one would constantly have, oh, we've had messages from Starfleet, and they've said this. Yeah, Uhura would just say, "This is what they've said." Yeah, whereas this, we actually got him on the screen, and we actually got him talking to him. And I thought that was interesting. Just these two little things that just felt the world feel just a little bit bigger. One of which was just in the ship itself. It felt like there was other stuff going on that wasn't just Kirk and Spock and McCoy. When you know when they're not around, there's still stuff happening, um, and then you know, and in a, a larger sense, we've got someone actually on the other end of a phone call, <laughs> giving them orders. Yeah, that does make a change. So you know, I thought that was interesting, and even the plot of the episode, of course, 
is all about Spock and uh, it expands uh, Vulcan a little bit uh, and the Vulcan traditions and something they get up to. Uh, to sum up this episode in terms of the plot, uh, Spock is in heat and he needs to. And the way Vulcan heat works is that he needs to get back to Vulcan and go through the ritual or he'll die because his body uh, will basically overload. Is, it's pretty is severe, it? isn't it? Yeah. Um, and what actually this does is it makes him a lot more emotional. Uh, he's, he's actually quite angry. He's like he's like he's losing his temper. He's yeah, like he's very irritable, isn't he? And Nurse Chapel, who has a crush on him, like tries to give him soup, thinking he's sick at the start, and he like basically knocks her out of her hand and tells her to get out. If I want something, woman, I'll ask for it. Like very, and of yeah. course Kirk and Kirk, Kirk's just been like sort of poo pooing. Like, ah, Spock's fine, McCoy. And then he sees this and he's like, okay, I'm I'm listening, boys. <laughs> I'm listening. What's going on? Uh, and it, it progresses from there and it sort of bounces back and forth where first Spock's refusing to say what it is but he needs, he needs time, he needs to go back to Vulcan uh, and get some, essentially some shore leave and he, he asks Kirk to deviate from the course to go there Kirk agrees, he's like yeah yeah we can do that and not really lose any time, we'll just go a bit faster that's fine, but then they get orders no no you have to be here early to where they're going uh, something six, yeah. can't remember the, it, the... right and, and it was because the president the new newly elected president wanted to be sworn in a week earlier. Mm-hmm. I was like, it sounds like the start of a dictatorship. <laughs> Starting the reign early. Well, I thought it was interesting. They kept mentioning how uh, this will help Klingon relations because they mentioned that you know this is for the entire... All, all the different uh, races and factions are going to be watching this. It's maybe a big peace sort of summit idea that brings them all together. And the fact that they specifically mentioned Klingons I thought was interesting. It just It felt like a nice little follow-up to the Klingon episode last season where they implied that eventually they're going to see eye to eye. Yeah, and it, like, they, they, it's it's just another bit of mentions, you know, this ongoing war, you know, yeah. the, the situation. It's just like, no, they're, they're still there. I just it's like, just a reminder, isn't it? I like for a show that's very non-serialized in a time where shows were very non-serialized that there's just that little bit there that just makes it feel like there's a connective tissue behind the yeah, I mean, for me, even things like just the whole idea of this episode being in season two rather than season one, like, you know, we know Spot well enough to know, you know, at the start that this isn't right. Or even the idea that um, a lot of this episode banks on the fact that he calls Kirk and McCoy's friends. He asks them come down, to come down to his wedding. He, and at the end of the episode, of course, when he thinks he's killed Kirk and he's, he's you know, he's given up his wife because this, this all leads to basically... There's this mating ritual or marriage ritual where he has to like possibly fight someone to the death uh, to win his wife's hand if she chooses to challenge her, uh, because they've been kind of like engaged since like the age of seven. Their parents set up like a bond uh, yeah. until and then at some point this will happen. You'll get these feelings. He has to come to the planet, go through this, but then the, then the wife to be picks Kirk. And Kirk's like, well, this is fine. Well, I'll just, you know, I'll let Spock win or something to that effect. And then, you know, the, the head Vulcan's like, to the death. And it's like, oh, dear. Um, and it's very predictable. And I, I think I, I like the episode a lot for the character stuff. And I liked the first half a lot. I do think it gets a little bit goof, not goofy, but the, the ritual itself feels kind of goofy. Um, and then the, the outcome, once you know that it has to be to the death, is very predictable. You know, Bones like jumps in and goes, oh, I'll give him this because the air's different. And I'm like, oh, he's injecting him with something that's going to make him look dead. And that's going yeah. to end the, the fight. And I bet you this never gets brought up. I bet the next time he has to go and visit the Vulcans and they all think he's dead, <laughs> I bet it's never going to come up. That the... Pro- probably not. So I, I like that Spock doesn't notice. He doesn't think of this because he's you know so out of it. 
Yeah, he's a he's, he's like a man possessed throughout this whole so thing. So I like yeah. that he doesn't question what's going on. He genuinely believes he's killed him. But just just think of how fantastic that moment is, though. When he comes back up to the ship, he's, he goes to Bowen's like, okay, right, I'm going to hand my command over to you. You make sure I get turned in and do all this. And then, of course, Kirk like, steps out behind him. And Spock's reaction, he like smile, he has a proper smile on his face and he's like, Jim! And then he notices that he's, 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 he's reacted this way, that he's showing an emotion and he, yeah. he straightens himself up and he's like, it's a... Uh, it's very pleasurable to see you alive, Captain. Uh, although I am at a loss, so he's just, yeah. he puts on the front. But it is nice to see that that pure joy at first. Yeah, it's a it's a really nice. And they, they tease him, of course. Like, oh, As we've seen, like countless times already. Countless times, but this was this felt like the first time it was like proper ammunition. They just saw him react this way. <laughs> um, yeah. And Spock, like, well, it's logical that I would uh, react. Happy that the, the one of the best captains in the fleet would be okay. Uh, so, oh yes, very logical of you, Spock. So, oh, thank you. Like, I like that that's a compliment to the Vulcans because we see it on the planet as well. Like, uh, uh, Spock says it to his wife to be, like, oh, there, your your whole scheme, so that the one you wanted to marry would still be alive after, and I would either give you up or be dead, so you could be with him. Uh, utterly logical, you know. It's, it's yeah, like a compliment, and she's like, it. and then she's like, oh, thank you very much, Spock. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. I think she takes it seriously as a compliment as well. She's yes, she like, does. Yeah, she like, takes it seriously. Like she says, he, she, he's almost a legend. Like he's very well respected. He's got this this aura about him. Do, do you know what was striking me is like the whole ritual thing felt to me very on Vulcan. Just just from the sense I've gotten from him and like how I think of them. But it was after the ritual. It was when he was talking to her where I felt like she was a Vulcan. Like I felt like no, the way she's she's talking about this purely logically. And she like went through all these steps. This was like, oh no, I actually get this now. Like, she, no, she... I, I think that's. The, I think the the ritual is supposed to feel very unVulcan because you know, like he says, oh, of, uh, of, he, he says to Kirk. Of course, I, but I mean, like even like the others around them, at, like setting it all up and the way like the uh, the the Vulcan leader, I can't remember her name, like her. Her, yeah, her talking to Kirk, it just felt like there was a little bit of like emotion in it that more than there should have been. Well, I, yeah, I assume the like rather than it just being the one that's affected, the whole ritual kind of predates their logic almost. Mm. So that even when they're involved in this ritual, even whether it's overseeing it or just watching, okay, they they kind of revert to that a little bit. As much as I did think some of the get-ups and the ritual itself was a little bit, I don't know, just. Uh... Not as well constructed as the rest of the episode. I did think there was a couple of really nice shots of that planet, though. Uh, mm-hmm. That sort of like cliff-like bridge, like they're walking on before they get to it, and then at the end, just as Spock's beaming up, you get this big wide aerial shot, and you see like a city off in the distance. And I thought, oh, well, it looks pretty. And the only funny thing is, is, I thought it looked so good that I was like, oh, that must be one of the enhanced effects. That's not uh, that wasn't in the original. And the good cool thing in the Blu-ray is you can press the angle button. And it switches back to the original effects. So I went back like 10, 20 seconds, pressed the angle button, and it looked the same. And I thought, oh, that was a really nice map painting and a really nice shot they pulled off. Because I was really expecting it to look like shit in the old, <laughs> the old effects. But it looked genuinely quite nice. Um, uh, I mean, some of that new budget has gone towards new paintings, I'm sure. Apparently it has. Um, but the reason why I like that so much is because one 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 of the, I think the, the genuine criticisms of Star Trek is that whenever they go into a planet, it always feels like they're in this little closed off section. It never really feels like there's a civilization uh, in some of these planets where there's meant to be. And I just really like this or oh, the city off in the distance. You can see like actual structures and stuff. Like it's actually lived yeah. in. So I, you know, I, pre- I appreciate that. So that's pretty cool. 
I had, I had a lot of fun with this, but like you say, that that mm. fight was a bit hokey. It felt very standard Star Trek fight, to be honest. That said, I didn't notice the obvious stunt doubles quite as often, so maybe they've upped their game in that sense as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I, I just like, like I said, all the stuff it was doing for the characters was great. Oh yeah, like, it was fantastic. That entire first half, when you're not sure why Spock's acting weird and they're trying to figure it out, and he's he's you try to ask him questions, and he, even the Nurse Chapel stuff where. She goes to see him again, and like Spock starts acting nice, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, is he in heat? Like, is, is he is he starting to be attracted to Nurse Chapel? Is is this where this is going? Kind of thing." But uh, no, uh, it, it, it does a lot because I, I think just the simple moment where Spock uh, basically asks Kirk to be his best man, and then asks McCoy to come down as well because he says friends, and then he, he keeps using that word when he's talking. Like, go back to early season one. Would he have used the word friend back at the start? Of season no, and one? I think it was a big moment when he said that to the other the Vulcans yeah. you know, where he said it to them though, they're my friends You know, because they were like oh why are these outsiders here yeah I, I really have to compliment that I like I, I think a lot of procedural shows during this time period and after this time period you wouldn't have gotten that character growth whereas it does feel like here yeah we're going on different adventures every week but there is there is an actual core yeah the, the characters thing. aren't stagnant yeah so I like that even if it's just as simple as they get friendlier as the show goes on and they care about each other more that's enough that is enough yeah so it's it, it's kind of showing the bond and you know these adventures are having some effect on their group yeah um so yeah we, we, we had check off of course it was basically just him sitting with a solo that said i noticed people were like kurt kept calling him he kept you know pressing the button and like, check off plot course and do this and do that like, i felt like he mentioned a lot like in his first episode i thought that was interesting i think that was maybe intentional going Hey, been. he's the new guy. Let's make sure everyone knows who it, like knows his name. So you know, say it a lot. No, I was I was looking for it. There was no reference in this episode to him being new. There was not. No, it may still come. They may still mention like, in the next one. They may someone may say, "Oh, you've not been here that long," and that that'll count, right? Yeah. But there was no mention to him not being new because the reason why I'm bringing this up, of course, is there's this big debate because when we get to Rathakan, um, he recognizes, or more specifically, can recognize his checkoff in that movie and he shouldn't because Chekhov wasn't there and we theorised that Chekhov was actually always on the Enterprise we just never seen him until season 2 yeah just because he wasn't on the bridge doesn't mean he wasn't on the ship of course that said was was Khan really going to remember every random face he passed by <laughs> on that ship he is enhanced I suppose I suppose um, now admittedly it'd be a weak excuse if so but just in case they don't actually mention that he's new on the ship at some point it's it's a, a solid enough defense to start. Uh, not solid. It's still flimsy, but it's it's better than nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not that it really matters. I'm quite happy to just accept the mistake and keep, roll with it. But you know, it's just it's fun to poke poke the holes where you, where you see them. It is. It is. So uh, so no, uh, I thought that was a fun one to start off with. Um, it felt like it felt like it started with a big character beat. We got a little bit of new music. New, Kind of more impressive effects, actually, in terms of the, the paintings for the city and all that. And um, I don't know. Pretty it, much everything felt like a step up, didn't it? In it that did. sense, production-wise. Production-wise, and even the plot itself, the fact that it was focusing on a main character and saying, let's explore him. And Because I think that's one of the things that season one maybe suffers from. There's a lot of good episodes in season one. But it doesn't, like... Uh, like there's so many episodes where they'll encounter something random that you feel like it'll never get mentioned again. You know, a random godlike character who controls things, a random this, random that. Yeah. Whereas this felt like it was important to the overall themes of Star Trek because it was dealing with our main characters. Or, if, or an episode, or to, uh, 
to go back to season one, like an episode that introduces Klingons feels important because it's introducing the Klingons and what that dynamics like and stuff. Um, so, whereas an episode like Shirley, for example, feels completely just random and almost forgettable, and not that yeah. this let's say that it doesn't have any merit, but uh, whereas an episode like this feels like no, it's important to the overall show. It's important to the overall right. Characters. It's, it, it feels like no, this is a big step in Spock's overall journey. This yeah. is you know him going to Vulcan and saying he has friends. And that's not to say that none of the random ones were were very good because some of them were. But it, I'm oh, just, yeah. it just it had this this episode. I don't know if the whole season's going to feel like this, but this episode had that feeling of okay, this is starting off with an important one. And so yeah, I can appreciate that. Speaking of first for this this uh, well, I say season. This first for the show uh, in general, and it's weird because there's so, so well known things that I didn't even realize we hadn't had them yet until I seen them done on this episode. And that is the 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 Vulcan salute, or yeah. is it a salute? Is that what they call it? The salute. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, so the first time we saw that, uh, and also the first time we heard "Live Long and Prosper." Yeah, it, it's strange. I think I didn't even notice they weren't the first times because you know, like I said, they're so ingrained in in popular yeah. culture that I just assumed that I'd heard it already. I, see, I didn't, but it, it was just that weird thing where as soon as as soon as because it's the uh, the the elder Vulcan who does it first, and then Spock does it back. I mean, wait a minute, we've not had that yet. He's never done that before. And then you know later on, uh, live long and prosper. Although she doesn't say it quite like that. She says, uh, "May you live long, Spock, and also prosper." She says it like you know, it's a, it's a little bit broken up. There's like a little bit in the middle yeah. of it the way she says it. Um, that said, I'm, I'm going to count it. We've not we've not heard that combination of. Like it, the the message is the same. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm sure we'll we'll get. A, a... I, I thought it was actually just on that. He had a really nice reply because he was like, "I won't." I will. I will do neither. I believe. Was yeah. The, was the yeah. 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 like I've just killed my captain and a friend. Yeah, it's again, Spock being being hurt. Yeah. So uh, that is a mock time. So we're we're into season two now. So uh, <laughs> let's see how this goes. Uh, as I understand it, and I have seen season two before, but it's been so long that I've forgotten everything. Most of it. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Now I, I do understand that season two is considered to be very high quality. Um, it's only season three that is seen as the uh, the, the the plummet in quality. So. Uh, we'll we'll see how how we feel about this. So thank you very much for watching. Uh, let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter, mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. You can get these Star Trek reviews a week early as one of the perks. So do that. Um, but otherwise, guys, that is us. So thank you very much for watching. Once again, keep watching TV, and we will see you next time. <laughs>